Hello and welcome to IEEE Soft Robotics Podcast. In this podcast, we are going to interview researchers from Pulse Academia and Industry about their work, thoughts, spectrum, and more beyond that. This is Marwa Edwini, and I hope you will find this podcast useful. If you would like to connect with us, simply send us, and we will be happy to hear from you. And here is my interview. Thanks. Hello and welcome to IEEE Softwares Podcast. Could you please introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm uh, Karthik Tiwari. I'm uh, I, uh, I used to work at Starsky Robotics. Uh, happy to be here. Mm-hmm. So I would like to go back when you were a child. What does robots really resonate to you? Was it like creepy or interesting? If you remember from childhood. Uh, yeah, regarding ro- robots, I was actually uh, like very much uh, interested in. Uh, 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 mechanical things that that move uh, all the way from uh, uh, cars. We used to have. Uh, I, I'm back uh, in in India. Uh, back then, we had we used to have uh, uh, these motor motor bikes uh, where you can you could see all the internals pretty much, and it was just fascinating to see how. Uh, ga- the the gas or petrol we used to call it, um, it would go into the engine, and then somehow it would turn into uh, uh, this rota- rotatory thing uh, for, for the chain and then the bike starts to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a, a very fascinating thing. Uh, and obviously, uh, cartoons and, uh, and mm-hmm. comic books had a huge influence. Uh, uh, I, I used to remember, I, I definitely remember uh, that uh, robot from uh, Richie Richie. I, I don't know if you guys know about that, but uh, that was a, a huge, huge influence. I always wanted that. <laughs> house yeah so do you remember what is the first robot you built and what your thoughts and feeling at the time the first robot you built yeah uh i mean i didn't uh think about it as a as a robot per se in in like how colloquially we we think about robots um uh, i think that came about pretty late uh, i guess uh, uh, this uh, uh, that came out late but uh the very first robot i built was in um in my uh, uh, undergrad, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it was uh, again the, the the rush of uh, typing something on your on your laptop and uh, uh, having it translated into some real world physical movements mm-hmm. was just uh, was, was just amazing. It was it was something that uh, was really satisfying and. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, essentially paved the path for me for for the most part, at least mentally. Great. So yeah. for going to uh, Starsky experience, I would like to ask you how you define a robot, first of all. What is the definition of robot from your experience? Yeah, so uh, I mean, the, the even for me, the, the definition of robot has changed quite a bit. Uh, I think right now, uh, the way I, I think about uh, a, a robot is any anything that uh, uh, automates a full or a part of a task that uh, that we do as as people. Uh, anything that it, it can be a hardware, it can be software. Um, uh, I I would define all of that uh, as a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as a kid, I definitely had different uh, definition of what a robot is. What uh, like a C three PO like figure uh, that does uh, all the things that uh, people do. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I used to think that robot is, but I, I think like my definition is more blended now. Uh, anything that is used to automate tasks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, primarily physical, but it can also be, to me, it can also be um, uh, software tasks as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to ask you, uh, firstly, what do you think the most misconception of robotics and artificial intelligence in terms of maybe in research or maybe in at the business in Silicon Valley, what could be the misconception? Do you think? Mm, that's yeah, that's actually a good good question because there is um, uh, the uh, uh, I guess like the misconception about robotics is, uh, and even uh, I would also loop in uh, machine learning, which has uh, come into a huge prominence lately, um, is that. Uh, if uh, what it can uh, do once, uh, if a robot can do something once, uh, doesn't mean that it can do uh, it reliably all the time. There, there is 
an extra bit of effort uh, that has to be put in um, uh, to to make it repeatable. Um, a lot of um, uh, a lot of the times, uh, it's it's similar to how uh, I, I guess like it's it's the problem is. Uh, how we uh, personify a, a robot. Uh, if uh, we see uh, videos from Boston Dynamics of uh, crazy stunts that their uh, that their uh, robot uh, does, uh, but uh, making it do it once versus making it do it reliably all the time uh, is that that is I think the uh, the misconception that people have. Uh, if they see it once happening, they assume that it it can do it now. Uh, that's, I think, the biggest misconception, mm -hmm. both for robotics and for even for machine learning as well. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's interesting because I think how do you see the difference between hardware, especially when we speak about robotics company, vs software company, especially in this sector? Do you think it's a result of challenges when you're coming to working with a real physical robot and making a company out of it, like, like what you did already yeah. with your co-founder? So how you can read this situation about uh, the venture capitalists, they are interested in kind of physical robotics, where there is a lot of way to do that and invest mm -hmm. more. The, the, yeah, the, like whenever you have whenever you have uh, hardware involved, um, any any sort of physical uh, aspect to it, um, there all, there is always a question mark. It, it doesn't even matter whether the hardware is big or small. Uh, uh, it 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 hardware is hardware and it becomes hard to build, um, especially when uh, you're working on tight budgets uh, and uh, and the resources are constrained. Uh, so it, it almost always becomes uh, a question mark. The, uh, the, 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 the going thing with, uh, with Silicon Valley, especially and, and the, and the tech industry is uh, uh, that software is the, is the, is the biggest, know prime mover right now and is the biggest thing that is happening so um the way uh, i think about uh, robotic companies and uh, and uh, to the, to, with, as an extension hardware companies is that um uh, the, how, it, it, as as a as a start as a starting step, uh, hardware should only be looked at as a as a as a wrapper, wrapper around software. Uh, it shouldn't be the primary focus. It should be something that um, uh, is 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 only wrapped around uh, software for for the customer for the end customer to actually uh, extract the most value out of your software. Uh, once you uh once the company hits certain milestones and um uh, gets into a sustain a sustainable um a mindset then it is at that point it is actually uh better to invest more heavily in uh, in in hardware mm -hmm. um one of the things that one of the uh, quotes that we used to throw around uh <laughs> at um uh with, within starsky and even you know between friends is that whenever a software company uh, uh gets uh, is successful uh, that's when it starts to look into hardware and i think it's it's it actually goes both 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 ways that it's um, you need to uh, first achieve that a uh, certain level of success uh, or sustainability mm -hmm. and then you can start investing in in hardware because it is resource uh, uh, the, the, there will be a lot of resources that are required mm -hmm. but do you think it comes down to simulation because we don't have a real simulation tool that can match what happened in real life and and of course it's supposed to have a lot of money if do you think that's issue also we have to investigate more about simulation instead of go to physical mm -hmm. robots um, simulation is actually is is a, is a is a tricky uh, topic. Uh, we uh, uh, without going into uh, a too much of detail here because uh, it's it's a too you know deep of a, a hole to, to dig into. Uh, but the, the it it all depends on on what exactly uh, is the use of simulation, um, uh, and and where are we uh, with respect to uh, I guess like uh, the simulation models and all of those things. Uh, there is, um, if simulation is used just for, uh, uh, you know, verification testing, uh, which is uh, you have certain uh, requirements that you have designed your ro robot for or your software for, and then, um, and then you have to just verify that those requirements are met. Uh, it's actually 
it, it's it's fairly easy and and the recommended path is for you to uh, go and simulate uh, the inputs and outputs uh, and to be very frank that level of simulation is um, not too uh, different from uh, your regular software testing uh, that that any 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 sort of software development uh, uh, looks into uh, when it comes to validation where you need um, to validate your assumptions and 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 your things with real world uh, real world use cases uh, that's where things get more tricky um, i think there uh, there is uh, uh, like, again there's some code where um, it's like doing your homework and, and testing it yourself and, and grading it yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so uh, we, we there is this uncanny valley problem with uh, with simulation where it is good for um, uh, good really great for one specific uh, type of testing but not at all good for the other one mm-hmm. so I, i'm curious about the, this experience and how this really affected you professionally and personally as well what could be the lessons you learn it or from this experience from how to, I think many many of us many of us want to start a company and the question mm-hmm. how we make sure it's successful can you predict the growth and how it at which the yeah. level could fail so I think it's it's really tricky but we would like to hear more from this point. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah the, the tricky uh, part uh, is like even I'm I'm like uh, by profession I'm I'm an en- engineer and uh, uh, I, I hope that I think as an engineer that's uh, the the but the pitfall with that is um, uh, I do get attra- attracted a lot as like any engineer I do get attracted a lot to uh, cool technologies uh, really fun challenges to 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 work on and really uh, for, you know fun little uh, like technology projects. Uh, the 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 thing to balance there is that uh, it, while building a business, uh, it is really important to figure out what the problem is, and and the, and uh, it would be great if uh, all the fun, uh, cool technology tools that um, that uh, you, you have fun working on are actually serving a purpose to find a solution to that problem, that business problem. Um, a lot of the times, um, the uh, the thing that I like, I guess, learned by uh, uh, mistakes that I saw uh, uh, like myself make initially, and then uh, my peers make uh, in this industry is that uh, uh, a lot of times they, they are really excited about uh, a, a solution that they have come up with, especially machine learning uh, like these days. Mm-hmm. Machine, machine learning and deep learning are tools and solutions to, uh, and and uh, and 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 they are trying to figure out how, to, which problem to solve with this with this tool, and um, uh, yeah, and and that's that's the that's the wrong way to approach it. Uh, the the right way is to figure out where the problem is, where the con- customers have problem, and then figure out how to solve it. Um, that that's the right, right way, and, and it's and it's the and it's a difficult part to 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 context switch there. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very interesting. I when we have this kind of um, scenario, I think it's it's a learning for others as well to to take this lesson. And one of the question: How do you see the trade off between the models and data? Do you think that we have to go far step ahead of black box model? Because I think collecting data is very expensive in in such a situation. So how do you see this contrast between the models and data? Well, I think the, the, uh, the there is probably no way around. Uh, actually, if I take a step back, even even for this, uh, it it actually depends on what what uh, are you trying to trying to solve. If it is just a, a I shouldn't like trivialize this, but if it's a research project and you have to uh, uh, you have to do. Uh, if you have to get better gains or better uh, better results from a limited set of data, and I think it's like focusing on on models is better because that's how uh, new models are introduced. Uh, there are uh, it's it's really difficult to figure out um, what interactions different nodes uh, nodes have and if, uh, what, what interaction uh, uh, and what what how do do the result uh, how do they affect the results eventual results. Um, uh, so there is a level of uh, you know model work and architecture work that is needed. Uh, 
but uh, from from my perspective, uh, coming from um, uh, just uh, thinking about this from a from a product uh, perspective and engineering perspective, um, it is uh, important to uh, uh, to focus a lot on data uh, because, it, like for like from 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 more practical uh, practical viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Developing new models, uh, especially if you are if you are in a in a startup environment, is uh, or developing I should say developing new completely new architecture uh, is slightly difficult, uh, and it, it can still be done, uh, but it's it's slightly difficult. Uh, focusing on data and and making sure that you have the right data for what you want to build is is something that uh, like there is. Yeah, there is not a lot of work around, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. You can still shave off um, uh, a lot of requirements for the data, uh, but there is still data required. Like uh, you cannot, for example, you cannot simulate that data. Um, uh, you you need to have that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and think like talking about the the black box model is also a, a pretty you know broad topic. Um, the, the the there will still be. I think that there's this, this chicken and egg problem. Uh, I think if there is a um, problem that you're trying to solve where uh, as of right now, a, a black box model is required, um, it's it's hard to, uh, to see, even if there is a new model that gives more transparency, I, I, I don't believe that it would actually, uh, w- mm-hmm. would solve the inherent problem of, uh, you know, data requirement yeah Yeah. so um, we have some questions about uh from the red community the one of the question what do you what do they well you see a biggest discrepancy between the engineering problems present in autonomous robotics and the work that john and academia and research groups Mm um yeah um i think there is uh, a level of um um I might be a little biased here, but um, uh, there is a, a stark difference, especially especially with uh, with machine learning and and robotics. Uh, uh, there is a stark difference between um, the the focus of what exactly is the is the end use case. Mm. Uh, uh, I think just like uh, any uh, pure like a- any academic uh, field of you know pure sciences uh, you have uh, uh, you know broad scope uh, problems that ha- that are being tackled um, all the way you know from you know quantum mechanics to uh, uh, you know, astrophysics and all of that uh, with um, and and that's uh, don't get me wrong that's actually that is still required very much required uh, that's the base base on which uh, you know next generation products are actually built uh, but it also it it does uh, deviate from uh, from you know focus on one particular thing uh, one particular problem set uh, with uh, um, uh, with the engineering problems that are more common in industries. Uh, uh, you have um, uh, these the results that come from uh, academia. You use that for um, use that for uh, like solving these engineering problems. Uh, but the the advantage that engineering problems have is that you you have the full sc- because you have the full scope of the problem. Um, you can actually uh, uh, make a lot of trade off decisions, uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of the times uh, uh, there uh, the 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 initial assumptions that are that were taken uh, by um, uh, let, let's say you know model designers or uh, or people who worked in academia might not even work um, uh, in in the final uh, in the final product. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, uh, to just give an analogy. There is a, a term called uh, technical debt um, in uh, in you know software uh, software development where. Uh, you might, you know, hack together something uh, and and build something to um, uh, for quick demo. But to to convert that into a product, uh, you have to uh, wipe everything out. There are a lot of uh, you know, software engineering uh, work that you you have to do. Your hardware engineering work you have to do so that it is maintainable. It is uh, it is something that other people can understand. You have to comment all of those things. Um, 
the same sort of uh, debt is accumulated if you don't know what the eventual uh, eventual uh, uh, product is a lot of uh, initial assumptions that were that were taken don't actually matter uh, at, at the end mm -hmm. uh, so yeah so that's that like that's the sort of uh, divide that i see uh, between academia and, and research groups mm -hmm. And we have another question say that I feel that the current deep learning methods are more memorizing pattern than learning from them and personal experiences. And this is will not fare well when new situations are presented. So the question, do you feel that with the current technology deep learning that startup can build application that can be scaled without having the resources of Google, Amazon and Facebook? I think inter interesting question. So, yeah, yeah, they, they, this is actually a really good question. Um, uh, this is, I think, less about uh, you know deep learning technology, more about um, startups, uh, uh, companies like Google, Facebook, Amazon um, have uh, not only do, do they have a lot of uh, uh, data resources, they just have a lot of resources. So uh, it, it it depends more on what exactly is the problem that you are trying to solve. Um, if 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 that particular problem can only be done at scale. Uh, with a lot of resources and a lot of data, uh, then yeah, like uh, Google, Facebook, Amazon uh, would be the only companies that uh, that would be able to do. Um, uh, that doesn't mean that there are uh, no problems that cannot be done. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the, uh, the 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 sweet spot is um, uh, uh, big. Uh, the, the, uh, not only the, these companies on one hand have. Um, these advantages of on of like quote unquote unlimited resources they mm -hmm. also have a lot of inertia that goes with it so mm -hmm. um a lot of uh, uh problems that still exist uh, uh that can be solved uh require a lot of quick trial and error a quick iteration uh do not require a lot of uh, data uh that can actually be uh you you can start working on really constrained uh, use cases uh, that don't require a huge amount of data and then grow from there. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so I, I don't think that there is, um, there is an inherent competitive advantage. Uh, uh, it all depends on which problem you're trying to solve. Um, uh, and the, 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 the thing about like memorizing these patterns is also, uh, I mean, is it's, it's true theoretically, but it's not, um, I, I wouldn't say that it's something that you should should uh, stop up anyone, because if you constrain the problem, uh, then uh, then the uh, the the overall uh, data set required will be less. So yes, it is. It, it will always be memorizing patterns, uh, uh, but. Uh, uh, but it would it would actually be more uh, it would more it would more be more practical to to build that. Yeah. Do you think that because of like for example uh, Singularity uh, .net, they have decentralized AI services? Do you agree with this kind of uh, services? If we have like um, instead of focusing Google, Amazon, and these large companies for resources, mm -hmm. do you agree with the idea of decentralized AI services? Yeah, so if uh, so, I I don't I'm not uh, uh, familiar with uh, with that particular solution, but uh, but if I'm get, if I'm understanding the decentralized uh, uh, version of what you're asking, um, uh, yes, I I do think uh, like one of the things that I've actually not talked about uh, is uh, uh, to build a product uh, view uh, that are uh, and and this is also like one of those things where uh, the difference between academia and, and uh, academia research groups and uh, like engineering problems comes into play. Um, uh, it's uh, uh, you. You might actually uh, like while working on something um, uh, in in academia, you you might uh, compare two architectures, two models, uh, or even like two components for for a robot, um, and and get to better and better accuracy. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh the 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 thing to solve while building a product and and having an engineering problem associated with it is how do you actually uh ensure that that is that is the that that is the accuracy that is the the problem uh for example in in autonomous vehicles uh, one of the craziest problem is that yes uh the uh the vehicle can uh can make a, 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 a an unprotected left turn uh, uh you know 10 times, 20 times, 100 times, I, I've, we have seen that. Uh, but uh, but how do you 
prove that uh, it, like one, there is a there is a, a one in a uh, hundred million chance of an of, of uh, an accident. You cannot even think about driving it one in a uh, one in well, like hundred million times. And even then, it would it won't be uh, you know foolproof. Mm-hmm. So uh, decentralization uh, actually is like one of the things that that we did. We, uh, uh, we what we used to call it was uh, task specific models, uh, where um, uh, like you you do unpack the the black box nature a little bit uh, and and try to try to figure out very specific tasks of of what what the what the model should be doing, and uh, that exponentially reduces the um the the problem set for 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 proving out the the accuracy and and reliability of those models mm-hmm. so there's also a question say that um he just say so he's curious and looked at things like invariant representation and mm-hmm. he said that relevant paper and invariant minimization learning and the idea that you learn representation of your data that is independent of the environment it came from yeah. So if you can learn representation uh, that's invariant across several environments, then you should lead to, to much higher generalization. So he's just asking, he's curious if the your startup has already looked at things like this, and if you can comment what didn't work. Um, yeah, so this is, um, the, the, now we are like uh, going into the uh, uncharted territory of AGI, um, mm. like general intelligence. And uh, this uh, a, a lot of this is definitely grounded in uh, the, the research that is going on, or m- multiple research that are going on, and uh, the, there is a little bit of you know, uh, I guess like philosophy also mm-hmm. involved in this. Um, uh, it is actually, I mean, it, it, th- th- there is definitely an advantage to having um, uh, having this uh, like. In invariant representation of uh, of of what the uh, what what the system eventually wants to do, um, the the question that and and this is something that we also like dove into. Uh, we used to call uh, at at Sarskar, our machine learning engineers used to call this the uh, representation of reality. Uh, but because we were more, uh, we had more task specific things. Uh, we had more, uh, you know. Uh, non-abstract versions of this uh, the at least the the uh, the version of this question seems to be focusing a little more towards the the completely abstract version of um, of reality that that might that can be encoded in a model and uh, that's yes theoretically that actually is the is the right way to do it uh, the way i um, uh, uh, m- like make sense of it and wrap my head around this is uh, that you have uh, you have you have a gen- uh, you have an embryo essentially, uh, and uh, and then you based on uh, whatever experience you feed it feed to it, uh, you would get one um, one particular uh, 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 one particular outcome versus the other. The the biggest so theoretically all of this is is possible uh, and 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 something that um, that can be done we didn't do it uh, because of very specific reason which is uh, testability um, the the reason why testability is difficult with this is because the more abstract you go uh, the more um, uh, like black boxy the thing the whole thing becomes uh, the only way you can test. And prove that prove that your system is reliable and safe is uh, by um, uh, is using uh, statistical methods. And uh, uh, if if you are trying to solve a complex problem with with a with a model, uh, uh, the the data required for to 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 have a, a st- statistically significant uh, uh, number. Uh, or statistically, statistically significant number of miles, for example, uh, would be intractably high. Uh, so, uh, so yes, I, I guess like this, this uh, sort of uh, goes into uh, leads into a few other questions, like previous questions that you asked about, uh, uh, like competition between Google mm-hmm. and a small startup. So, yeah, the the only way uh, y- you can bypass that the the requirement of these huge huge data sets is by um, you know, decentralizing or, or distributing that uh, your your architecture, um, uh, like high level architecture, and 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 not trying to 
do too complex of a task with your deep learning because at the end of the day deep learning model will be a black box and uh, and then the 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 task for for you to prove that it is reliable whatever extent you want to prove it uh, will be uh, will be astronomically high mm-hmm. great so um, i would like to ask you what is your observation about OpenAI and WIMO and tesla after the fall of starsky and how you would imagine the autonomous decision making and business models going to be after that um yeah uh, i mean i think this was this has not changed uh, too much uh, beyond um, beyond the i mean uh, beyond you know fall of starsky as well uh, we this has been pretty consistent like i guess i guess like we have got i have got more um, uh, reinforcement of our uh, thought process uh, that we had before uh, uh, in general the the biggest uh, 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 challenge uh, that everyone is facing who is who is working on uh, uh, core deep learning technologies um, uh, is how to build a product out of it um, especially when uh, when uh, the the fa- when any sort of failure will will be too catastrophic um, the the risk profile is is too high uh, that's where um, it it is becoming even more and more difficult to uh, to build a product out of this and i think uh, anyone open ai i would i would like i would loop that as as a as an academic organization mm-hmm. they they're doing great work uh, in building new architectures and then doing research on them uh, but they're not like technically building a product um, mm-hmm. uh, both wemo and tesla are uh, are i guess like on on uh, different ends, ends of the spectrum uh, and uh, uh, they uh, are I guess in the, in the same uh, ball by they have they have different uh, strategies to build and uh, and uh, I would uh, yeah I, I won't you know I won't choose any favorites here mm-hmm. but uh, uh, but in general I think one is more focused on on building a product than the other um, and uh, and uh, yeah it, it doesn't actually at the end of the day. Um, building a product actually means that you have to counterintuitively has means that uh, uh, the company has to focus less on deep learning, uh, which is a non you know a, a not a sexy thing to say uh, yeah. when you're high, trying to hire the best engineers and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And and you, I, I don't know if you uh, agree about what Gary Marcus said about using hybrid learning methods by using deep learning and symbolic. Uh, uh, approaches do you agree with that or do you think uh, this is not yes. maybe the way well i mean uh, i uh, i actually don't know the actual uh, code there uh, but uh, w- one of the things that we we also did and this also <clears throat> goes back to uh, the vemo and tesla uh, work is that uh, the um, at the end of the day the, the uh, even when i uh, was talking about you know, what exactly um, is uh, a robot, for example, mm-hmm. um, uh, it, it's trying to do a task uh, that that like people don't want to do, uh, and uh, and and that's what exactly is the core of it. Uh, the uh, there are aspects of, uh, for example, driving that uh, uh, people definitely don't want to do, uh, and there is a complementary aspect for uh, uh, of driving that. Uh, uh, a machine learning algorithm uh, either cannot do or it is almost imp- impossible for uh, for the, for for us to prove that it can do it safely um, so the only way to to build a a, a practical product that has really uh, heavy machine learning and deep learning use is to have uh, this um, I won't say this is not hybrid. I don't think this is hybrid learning, but this is a hybrid model where you have to have a human in the loop uh, to supervise and monitor uh, the uh, uh, the functioning of of the system of mm-hmm. the machine learning system. Mm-hmm. And 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 do you think AGI could be based on these approaches, either deep learning or hybrid approach, or maybe we come up with new stuff? How we could imagine this could uh, you, you said AGI. Yes. Um, yeah, I think I think AG, like AGA is a very abstract concept, and like uh, and uh, I mean at the end of the day, like 
the, like if you want to split here is that like AGI also has different definitions, but in in the most crazy definition mm-hmm. of AGI, uh, it's doing everything that a human can yeah. do and like even better than a human can do. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that I uh, uh, at least think of, I'm like, actually, I, I am, I, I definitely was and still am in the camp of Elon Musk of yeah. uh, being uh, paranoid about, uh, well, not on a daily basis, but uh, still uh, being paranoid about uh, how uh, 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 like AGI will work. Um, and uh, uh, all, all, the, all the objective functions that go into it, and all those things. Uh, uh, but but lately, the the, the sort of uh, uh, ray of hope that I think uh, I uh, do have is that all the and this is again the the difference between academia and, and research. Uh, if if you if you build a model in in academia, for example, um, uh, there is this theoretical concept of feeding that particular architecture uh, a lot of data uh, it has certain um, uh, it, it has certain uh, objective function that it's it, it, want, it wants to minimize and at a certain point you uh, you do hybrid learning you do this uh, uh, the, the invariant representation and at, at a certain point you actually do get agi uh, because you know that's how you know that's how a model will work mm-hmm. um, have, but th- that's that's not a practical way uh, to that that anything happens. Uh, you know, people do research, and and once they uh, prove uh, whatever they want to prove, uh, the other performance of of their architecture or whatever, uh, they you know move on to the next next step. Uh, uh, and uh, the only place where serious resources are are uh, uh, presented and are uh, put in are in uh, engineering organizations uh, where uh, there is an end product and uh, uh, there is a product at the at the end of the line and when a product comes um, at the end of the line there uh, the, uh, the, the by definition that product has to solve a human need a, a, a need for the people and uh, th- that that constraint in itself makes it uh, ma- makes uh, it uh, the the whole process uh, uh, you know wrap around the fact that it's going to do what people want uh, mm-hmm. statistically, empirically, however you want it, and and that's the actually uh, that's the biggest problem that has to be solved to to uh, to uh, to push a deep learning product out out of the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so yeah so like I think there there is a line of sight that there is a theoretical line of sight to AGI, uh, but practically uh, I think there will um, there will always be a human in the loop uh, to do some task. It would it would go down, but there will be a long trailing edge uh, of of where human will be involved. A good actually a good example of this is that. Um, this is not software, but uh, it, there is a lot of infrastructure built for uh, for you know trains to work. Uh, there is, there are dedicated train tracks. Uh, there are a lot of things over time have been a lot of functions have been automated, but there is still a, a conductor in the train. Um, uh, so there is a human in the loop in that whole or, 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 or autonomy chain um, that does some aspect aspects of the work. Uh, I, I I do think, and and the only reason why there is a human in the loop is because you need uh, you need the train or an AGI or uh, or deep learning uh, 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 model to do what a human wants. Robots are always there to do you know the, the you know, yeah. people's bidding, uh, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. So here's the question: Last year, Elon Musk stated that anyone relaying a letter is doomed. And he asking you, well, what do you think about this statement? And do you think we can reach level five autonomy only with camera, with only camera? Um, well, we, uh, my opinion is that we cannot reach level five autonomy, like ever, like, mm. for, yeah. I mean, the only way we can, and I mean, even then, like, I think the, the uh, this, this again, like that's why uh, the train example is really important because, um, uh, level five autonomy will look like a train, uh, will actually be a train uh, uh, with no person. That that's how it will be. That that is the only way 
level five autonomy will happen. Um, uh, so a train without with with no conductor. Um, so yeah, I mean theoretically that can that can happen. I don't think that's uh, that's the that that's a practical way to do it. Um, uh, it, um, it it's uh, like there are actually uh, reasons reason to believe that the uh, that it won't even be useful. Uh, and when I say useful, I mean like valuable, like uh, business wise, it won't be valuable for anyone to have uh, level five autonomy. Uh, yes, theoretically, if you paint the picture of uh, 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 just a car driving by itself um, and, and doing all the things, uh, yeah, it, it, it does sound valuable, but it's uh, uh, but the amount of uh, engineering that ha needs to go in it um, will uh, will will be too high. Uh, the, and, and, and the biggest reason why it is too high is because there is no there is no easy way to prove that your system is safe. Mm -hmm. uh, the only and, and this goes back to that data question that we had we were talking before. Uh, uh, it's not just about building, uh, building a good model. It's uh, the by definition, a deep learning model is uh, distribution in distribution out, it is great when you have a, a, a noisy input coming in, it is it is great to uh, interact with that. But you also have to uh, you also have to um, uh, know that the output will always and always be a distribution. Uh, so even if your system can path plan uh, or plan a plan a path to uh, take an unprotected left turn, uh, sometime in the future it will take a bad decision uh, because it's a distribution. Um, and, and, and that's something that like you have to, have to be aware of, uh, and to, to keep those, uh, so either you can test that, uh, statistically by running those billions of miles, uh, or you can, um, uh, you can, uh, have a human in the loop, uh, that, uh, does the checks, uh, and, and make sure that there's no safety, uh, Fallback and make sure that there is a there is a there is a fallback that you know that makes the overall system safe safer. So that's an interesting point. So in this context, uh, because there is still some debate about any significant decision mustn't be delegated to a machine, and especially when it comes to autonomous car or vehicles or space, how yeah. you would comment about this argument? So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the the the, the thought process behind that question is that how do you, um, how would you trust uh, a, a, a machine? Um, uh, the, the, uh, one of the funny uh, uh, analogies that we used to have back at Starsky was, uh, this is, uh, uh, this is a, uh, we, a person who would be drive, who would be sitting in an autonomous vehicle would be a backseat driver without a driver. Um, and uh, and and that's the that's the tricky part because the when you when you are a backseat driver, the biggest anxiety you have is that you don't uh, you don't exactly know what what decisions the driver are, is taking and and you might take some some other decision the driver might take some other decision they they both might be safe uh, from different perspective but not having you in the loop essentially makes this this the ultimate backseat driver scenario um and uh, because because of that uh, it, it, it there is there is a huge huge problem of uh, what exactly is the is, is the next decision that this uh, 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 this you know autonomous agent is going to take now there are solutions to this as well again this all, this whole thing comes back to how do you prove it? How do you test it? Uh, the reason why uh, you are not as anxious uh, uh, getting into an Uber and and driving around and and like going from point A to point B is because you at some level inherently trust that 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 there is self preservation uh, in in the person that is that is driving. Uh, they're not going to uh, crash into uh, something. Uh, they're not going to take uh, uh, bad decisions and all of those things. There's a, that inherent trust, uh, and and that's something that is the, the thing that needs to be proved. Like how do you trust 
the decision maker. Uh, there are ways to do it. Uh, the only way to prove that a, a, a system like deep learning or which is pretty much black box uh, that we can trust it is by is by only by statistical methods um, there is no empirical one plus one equals two kind of test uh, so and and the more complex decisions that uh, that that uh, uh, deep learning uh, is is making the more statistically significant data will be needed uh, to prove that it's it's uh, doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in in my opinion, it's it's not whether it's not a binary answer whether it should be done or should not be done. It is a uh, it is a uh, it is a, a continuous ongoing process. You don't trust uh, almost anything uh, to to start off with, and then slowly and steadily uh, you you trust it as as time time goes by. Um, and when you have statistically significant number of uh, you know data to to prove that the distribution actually is the the distribution that you you that that is okay, uh, then you go ahead and and start trusting it. Yeah. So in this in this regard, do you think how we can best work of our way with this design restraint and truly start building better robots and uh, and systems? How we can do that? Yeah, uh, I I think the the we we did. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm like definitely biased towards how we did things at Starsky. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I still think that that is the the best way to to build any deep learning or uh, or or, uh, or like robotic system, uh, where there is a significant uh, uh, yeah, say uh, safety uh, impact. Uh, uh, I would like I would uh, uh, preface this by saying that uh, the if there is not a huge safety or security impact, then uh, then yeah, you know, just going out uh, with your with your algorithm, putting it in front of consumers, customers is the best way to go, to do it. If you are, uh, this is a very simple example, but if you are, let's say, building a new you know, facial detection algorithm um, and uh, uh, just putting it out there, uh, you know, testing. Uh, it with people giving it to customers is is good. Uh, the the you have to you have to make sure that the impact that it has uh, should not uh, the the impact of the failure of that algorithm should not be too high, um, and that's something that uh, that. Uh, uh, you know, whoever is building it has to has to decide. Um, and even with facial recognition, for example, if you are doing this for uh, you know for Facebook, uh, you know you, you can say that you know if if there are fail if it it doesn't recognize or if it does uh, uh, recognize half the time, uh, you know who knows how much impact it'll have. Uh, but if uh, let's say uh, uh, this this is slightly controversial, but if if let's say you become uh, you are the uh, supplier to um, uh, border security uh, and and use that uh, and they use it uh, then it the, the stakes become higher so mm-hmm. the the impact of a false detection becomes really big so then uh, then you have to make an put in more effort to make sure that that dis, that that distribution is is more and more constrained and not um, and, and not spread out mm-hmm. uh, the best thing to do uh, when you're building a, a deep learning uh, uh, algorithm uh, with or without uh, like however much impact is that you have a, a, a human in the loop to start off with uh, that can uh, that can always uh, do uh, uh, you know get, that can always uh, check the results or or influence the results or be a part of the whole stack and then uh, slowly and steadily when you have uh, a scalable way of collecting this data uh, go about it mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so uh, we'd like to about what current uh, challenges or nexus tips you would like uh, to do when you're in the in, in this context of self driving uh, trucks yeah uh, i th- i think the um um I do want to, although unfortunately, um, uh, Starsky uh, couldn't uh, couldn't survive. Um, I, I I still do think that uh, there were a lot of things that uh, uh, we did that we we I mean we got really really close to uh, launching commercially viable um, uh, driverless product, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and we couldn't do that. So that's that's something I still want to be part of. That's something that I want to. Um, 
uh, pursue uh, still. Uh, the the thing that I'm uh, that uh, I, I guess like I'm I'm more excited about, uh, which is sort of a niche, is, is practical and and applied machine learning, uh, where um, this goes back to our conversation about uh, academics and and engineering problems. Um, and there is a lot of work. Uh, there is a lot of work that has been done in just just pure machine learning, but a lot of work has to be done in applied machine learning still, mm-hmm. um, where uh, you either we either figure out a way to ex- like uh, to 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 talk about explainability of models or or uh, or how how do you break down a problem and, and unbox that black box um, and to to make sure that you can uh, hit certain safety uh, standards and 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 security standards mm-hmm. so those are the things that i i'm still fairly uh, excited to work on mm-hmm. and there's argument about can capitalism and socialism be integrated while making sure that advanced robotics is not going to lead social inequality? So have you ever think about this argument um, in terms of silver driving spaces or vehicles? Yeah, well, um, hmm. capitalism and socialism uh, as a general thing, I don't think they are, uh, They sh- at least in an ideal state, they shouldn't be uh com- like a, two two completely isolated things uh they there is always um there's always uh, uh you know work that and and like societies that can be structured uh, in a, a capitalistic way free market way um and and with certain bounds that are that are uh, created by the the socialistic way of thinking um the uh ad, the the way it it interacts with uh, advanced robotics is uh uh and even machine learning there's something that like we have already talked about like what Elon Musk Elon Musk talks about yeah. about uh, artificial general intelligence uh and general things like the 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 thing that capitalism is is great at is uh uh is optimizing and uh, incentivizing everyone uh, the whole society uh, to to work towards uh, maximizing value. Uh, right now, uh, the only way to uh, that we can quantify value is by uh, associating a, a dollar amount to something. Uh, the 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 problem, the only problem with that, and that's actually a great system. That's not that 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 is the best that our civilization has done uh, in uh, its existence. Uh, the the problem with Capitalism is that not everything can actually be as uh, we don't have frameworks and ways to quantify everything, everything at least that we care about, uh, and and this is sort of the uh, the, the same uh, problem with uh, with AGI that if we cannot uh, quantify every single thing, then the AGI will will and and we won't be able to. That's that's a given. We won't be able to quantify every single thing that we care about. Um, it, it, it a lot of things actually depend on context. Uh, the uh, just like an AGI and, and a training algorithm for AGI, capitalism is also like sort of this um, quick iteration and and uh, optimization process uh, where it would optimize for the most value in the system. Uh, and if you don't have, you can think about this so the socialism as like that human in the loop mm-hmm. uh, that. Puts a, puts a check on whether things are actually going in the right direction, where which is advantageous for humanity or not. Uh, uh, yeah, so so a lot of uh, long term things which are not you know quarter to quarter that that are not quantified in dollar amounts or in money. Uh, uh, they they need to and like you know advanced robotics and all of those things are which are which will fruit value in you know twenty years, thirty years, sixty years. Uh, uh, they definitely don't have any concrete uh, value uh, no, value associated with uh, with, uh, with with money uh, as of today. Uh, that's something that uh, uh, you know experts in the field have to be consulted and yeah. uh, and put like and and have to be put and then some bounds need to be put there. I agree. So, do you think ego is important for you when you're working in an industrial sector? Uh, Ego, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a 
I mean, ego in general uh, is not good, uh, but uh, I, but I think that like a, a little bit might be <laughs> might be helpful. Um, uh, ego generally has a very like negative connotation. I do think that it's it's uh, yeah it's it's definitely detrimental. It's it doesn't help uh, at all. Um, but uh, you still, I think uh, the, if you are especially if you if you're thinking of if anyone is thinking of uh, leading an organization, mm-hmm. uh, uh, there is uh, yeah, there is a, a, an aspect of trying to absorb what feedback you are getting and also trying to uh, stand by what you believe in like that sort of balance has to has to be created um uh so yeah it's 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 very much dependent on on wh- who the person is uh a lot of the uh, a lot of uh you know n- uh things that we hear in media and all those things where like where, where like ego gets its its negative uh, connotation for absolutely ego should like be you know should be thrown out of the window in in all of those cases uh, but uh, but at a certain point uh, there also needs to be a a balance between uh, between you being uh, able to believe in what 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 value you are creating because there will also be a lot of uh, negative. Uh, uh, comments that uh, negative feedback that you will get and you have to balance uh, what exactly is correct what exactly you should believe in uh, what you shouldn't believe in uh, yeah so there yes yeah, so I won't say that it's it's a black and white thing there is definitely a gray area uh, everyone at the end of the day has ego at some point um, but you should avoid it as, as much as possible yeah so in the next 100 years what the thing you wish humanity can do uh, in the next hundred years, uh, I think humanity can like if we, because we are talking about robots and robotics. Uh, I think it would be great to figure out a really good uh, symbiotic relationship between um, humans and, and robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lastly, what is the best advice was given to you as a personally, professionally? You would like to share with us. Uh, well, I mean, uh, these are not exactly uh, advice that someone explicitly gave to me, but uh, I've like have picked it up a few times here and there. Uh, so I, I I don't even have a you know uh, prioritized list. There are a few of them. Um, if uh, w- one of them is um, to run a company, uh, it is. It, it, it is really important to uh, think about minimum viable product. Uh, that's a term that uh, I mean is, is thrown around a lot um, in in the startup ecosystem. Um, but but at, but like having achieving the minimum viable product uh, is is a really really difficult task, and it's difficult because there are a lot of assumptions that. Uh, uh, you have to question yourself and ask difficult questions uh, uh, to yourself, which is the most uh, you know difficult task of all of this. Um, so, yeah, focusing on minimum viable product is probably the uh, biggest like startup advice that I got. Um, the other thing, which is like in general, like life advice, uh, not just professionally, was uh, I think. Uh, um, there was uh, an interview from uh, uh, for uh, uh, Warren of Warren Buffett, and he said uh, that there are um, uh, there are uh, there, I have had more problems with good ideas than bad ideas, mm-hmm. and uh, it just strikes too close to home to me, and and it, and that just made me more um, uh, uh, I guess assertive for for situations where. A really bad idea is more. A lot of the times, a really bad idea is wrapped around a good idea, and and that's how things are presented in front of you. Uh, not not because someone like has uh, you know, bad intentions, but it, that's that's how 
you know, people work. That's how, I mean, even I work. Um, and, and you have to be very, very careful about uh, for, for those, those, those situations. Great. So we are closing this end. I would like to hear final words to both community you would like to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually really excited about this applied uh, robotics, applied machine learning. I think that is the, the biggest, biggest value add uh, that, will, uh, that we will see in the next uh, decade or so. Um, it, it's, it's, it is something that like, everyone should start focusing on a lot. <laughs> okay, thank you for this discussion and, and both IEEE Robotics. I would like them for time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you.